Hello, I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to rate and review us on iTunes and please make sure you've hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. But now, let's delve into the football funny. Well, it's not been given. It has not been given. No penalty is the decision. Well, I suppose you've got to ask, is it clear and obvious mistake? The one big thing that video referees have ensured this season is that there is never a shortage of talking points after a game. Even if those talking points are the very same every single week and the conversations go round and round and round in circles like the rolling news reports on Brexit negotiations on a roundabout or something. This week felt slightly different though, didn't it? After previous criticism being levelled at the technology, focusing on how much the game was being slowed down and how it was penalising players over fractional infringements, it was a different story this week as Manchester City, Manchester United and Tottenham all bemoaned how the VAR officials didn't give their team spot kicks. It was almost as if video referees took the angry girlfriend approach to refereeing this week. Just standing in the corner, arms crossed and refusing to do anything because you don't appreciate them enough. I mean, it could have been that. Or it could have been because they were too busy with their gobs around a massive portion of sticky ribs. Greek media this week reported that video officials in their top flight were caught ordering in some delicious takeaway snacks whilst officiating a game. Live TV coverage cut to the three officials in front of their monitors during the match just as a takeaway arrived at the office, whilst Lamia took on Panathinaikos. And because we live in a world where outrage is the default setting, obviously everyone was outraged. Because none of us have ever eaten lunch at our desks before, right? I mean... What's the worst that could really happen in this scenario? Really? Mm-hmm. A player gets sent off for violent conduct because they mistake a bit of ketchup on the screen for a bit of blood? Or maybe the on-pitch referee mishearing an instruction from the guys with the screens? Yeah, can we get uh, number 22 with salad on the side? So he's onside on the goal stand. No, 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 it's no goal, no goal. Salah was offside. I said salad on the side. Oh. Although there was a good bit in the story. My favourite bit of the report that appeared in the mirror was this. It has not been confirmed what type of food the officials adopted for. With some reports, it was souvlaki, a traditional Greek fast food which consists of small pieces of meat and grilled vegetables. Good to know they take the same approach to speculation with fast food as they do when reporting transfer rumours. What do you mean you don't know? Well, just make any shit up then. The absolute worst case scenario I can think of here that this was some kind of attempt to bribe the officials into changing a decision. Looks like your team's conceded a penalty? Just get one of the subs to nip over to the video room with a few kebabs to grease a few palms. But even that's a little bit of a stretch. Especially when you consider that here in the UK, the VAR room is near Heathrow Airport, which is around 13 miles from the nearest Premier League ground. A nice fact that makes one rule that was introduced this year absolutely brilliant. Any player entering the VAR room during the match will be issued with a red card and sent from the field of play. If any player can get from the ground to the VAR room during the game, covering 13 miles, then 100% they should not be getting a red card. 
they should get a bloody medal and a call up to the GB 100 metres team, in my opinion. Any talking points like Kebabgate could soon be a thing of the past, however, because there is already new technology under review and awaiting an upgrade. FIFA have set up a special department to look at the possibility of replacing matchday officials with robots. The governing body in their ongoing attempt to ruin the game as much as possible for everyone is looking to replace linesmen in the game with new technological innovations, which is kind of cool, but also kind of terrifying. Everything I know about robots is taken pretty much from sci-fi movies, so in that scenario, there are two types of robots. There's the funny, childlike good ones that make people laugh like R2-D2 and BB-8 from Star Wars and Johnny Five in Short Circuit. Oh, I get it. <laughs> and then there's the other type whose sole purpose is basically to destroy humanity. The Terminator robots, the evil Decepticons from Transformers, Hal from 2001. You get the idea. The 9000 series is the most reliable computer ever made. So when we're talking about linesmen, I think there's a pretty good chance that it could fall into the latter category. Maybe the brand new linesman robots that FIFA want to introduce will in fact be modelled on the ED-209 defence robot from Robocop. You must move the defensive wall two more yards. You have 20 seconds to comply. it would certainly help cut out all that nasty referee back chat. Or maybe instead of that, they should just go straight for the Terminator model here. A robo-ref who can go back through time, putting right those decisions that were once got wrong and terminating the root cause of poor officiating. If that's the case, anybody called Mike Dean needs to be very concerned. Hello? Mike Dean? Yes? Oh. Oh. No! Away from VAR, the other ongoing talking point of football this week has been the future of Manchester United's Alexi Sanchez. The former Arsenal midfielder would appear to be the footballing equivalent of buying a lottery ticket. A seemingly small investment for a potential big payout that, after the event, you realise is about as realistic as Watford retaining their Premier League status. <laughs> By the time you hear this, the chances are the Chilean has sealed a loan deal to Inter Milan. A loan deal that will see the Red Devils still forking out a reported £12 million contribution towards his wages. Let's do some maths here. The general narrative that I hear around Sanchez tends to be along the lines of how much he earns and how much that returns in goals, which is, granted, pretty eye-watering. Now, let's just remember that United got Sanchez on a free transfer. According to Football Leaks, Sanchez is on a weekly wage of just under £400,000 a week, with a bonus of £75,000 for every additional games he starts, which maybe explains why he's not started that many. Add to that a £20 million signing-on fee and a few quid for agents' fees here and there, and that free transfer suddenly isn't looking quite so free. So far, that financial investment has equaled £11 million per goal, £6.1 million per assist, £2.5 million for every shot on target, £765,000 for every chance created, and a whopping £19,800 for every single minute of football he's played in a Manchester United shirt. 
It makes Christian Benteke look like an absolute bargain. But this is the standard tabloid trait here. Call Sanchez out for his crazy wages, break it down to cost per goal, and suddenly it looks like a complete waste. But let's bear in mind that these calculations include fees for games started, additional bonuses, holiday pay, and even national insurance payments. It's not all going into Sanchez's pocket. So even though it's a pretty big fucking number, it's not quite as big as the big number you might be led to believe. In future, I'm sure we'll see newspapers continuing to inflate price tags and make impressive headlines by maybe adding the cost of a parking space at the training ground, the price of the food consumed in the canteen, and maybe even the price of oxygen by replacing the oxygen-giving trees that players need to fund their gut-busting runs all into the annual account. Then you should definitely end up with a fan-anger-inducing number. A number that is almost, I'd imagine, as big as the number that the UK's prospective divorce bill from the EU will be. A bill that will, according to Ian Holloway, all be worth it, because it means those blooming Europeans will stop messing with our blooming game of blooming football. Their job is to not re-referee the game, is to be clear and obvious. So I don't think that's our boys making up that new change of law. I think that's people telling us what we that's should do idea. with our game. Yeah. yeah. Now, they should stop doing that. I, I hope we get out of Brexit, because that's what we're all voting for, and sort that out, because you cannot have someone telling us how to do our own game, right? OK, then. So, to get this right, the EU has given us VAR and complicated handball rules. Are you sure? OK, fine. I mean, why the hell not? Let's leave UEFA and forget about all these restrictions. Do away with handball, do away with VAR, or just play football under the WTO rules instead, whatever that means. No longer will our game of English football be dictated to by those faceless European foreign bureaucrats. Even better, we'll strike a deal with the US, giving us preferential treatment on their rules. They can keep Wayne Rooney, and we'll have fucking hot dogs and popcorn and cheerleaders and fireworks at half-time at Wembley Stadium instead. Actually, forget that. We're already there, aren't we? That's it for today's On The Left Side. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And thank you very much for leaving that review in iTunes. We'll be back next week with another dose of football funny. See you then. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. 